right. Hey, it's, uh, it's fucking Slapper Day. Let's slap a number on this son of a cast. Oh, yes. This is episode number 198. Very, very close to 200. Yes, yeah. where the big announcement comes. How do you deal with the announcement is? No. Well, we, we haven't thought of it either, but we're, we're, yeah. we're going to... Uh, no, we, we, we are. We're going to we're going to announce something here in, the, in two episodes from now. So uh, um, it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, but I, I want to address something really quickly, as I usually do at the top of the uh, the slapper cast. Um, we have uh, we've been t- teasing. Speaking of announcements, we've been teasing an announcement that was just about to materialize in the next week or so. And the announcement was that we were going to have a young Doug Stanhope uh, back on the podcast who is uh uh, needless to say, one of our our very favorites on the planet. But his house caught fire uh, a couple of nights ago. Oh no! So, yeah, yeah. He's he's okay, and there's nothing there's nothing damaged. If you uh, if, if you want to go check it out, you can check his Twitter or check his uh, Facebook or any of his pages. Um, luckily, there was minimal damage. He's going to be in a hotel in Bisbee. I can't tell you the name of it because uh, you know. He, he, he and I like to keep that our little secret. Wink, wink. Luckily, they only lost power. You know, there's going to be some smoke damage, and they're going to have to live in a hotel for a little while while they get... So anyway, that was going to be our big announcement. We were very excited about it. And uh, unfortunately, house caught fire. Fortunately, there's no damage. And the uh, fire chief covered all his beloved suits. Uh, it looked like it saved all his, all his stage gear. So... The New Year's show in Vegas is going to be on, and it's going to be uh, well worth it. I think it's, it might be sold out. If it's not sold out and you're going to be close to Vegas, get yourself a ticket and head over and see our friend Doug Stanhope. And we hope to have him – we stand hope to have him on here very, very shortly, you know, as, as fast as they can get up and go. So that was going to be our little announcement that we had yeah. been toying with for the last few weeks, so – uh, yeah, so we are. We're uh, Heidi uh, is uh, joining us. That's the uh, that's the redhead over there, uh, right there. There she is. Uh, thank you for jo- thank you for jumping in so quickly. We uh, we were canceled tonight. Tonight is uh, of course it's Slapper Day. It's Tuesday. It's always Slapper Day. But um, tonight uh, we were uh, loading up the truck and off to Beverly, and the, the Ashford called, and they have uh, flood, major flood warnings in the area. So it's going to, this evening is going to be held down there and they flood quickly. This is Houston, Texas. And we have, uh, what our highlands and lowlands are not the same as I, you know, say Scotland for instance, but our, uh, when it gets low, it gets real low around Houston and the water fills up quickly. So they opted to, to, to shut it down for tonight. And we opted to, uh, agree with them (laughs) and stay home. So unfortunately, but uh, Heidi, like I say, Heidi, thanks for jumping in last minute. We uh, uh, we lost Turbo because we uh, something teeth related happened on the internet, and he ran away. So uh, yeah. So how have you been? How's how have you been over there in Phoenix? Good. It's been busy around here, but good. Yeah, the weather is nice. It's so nice now. It's a little chilly, even especially hey, I, at night in the middle of the desert, out in the middle of nowhere. It's very cold. Yeah, that must be nice. <laughs> Our temperature's nice, but we got fucking rain. You know, we've been in a drought, it seems like, for, you know, six months, seven, eight months. And yeah. now all of a sudden it decides to all, that's what, that's Houston, man. It, it just visits you on the same day. Or, you know, it, you get all the rain for a year in a minute, you know, in Houston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, at least you're getting some rain, but. Yeah. Too bad it's canceling the, the shows. Yeah, we pretty much have an entire weekend where it rained out. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so. we, we, we canceled uh, Kima on Thanksgiving Day. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving, Heidi? It was good. We did nothing. Well, <laughs> the only thing I like about Thanksgiving is putting up the Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what I do on Thanksgiving is I start, oh. I start Christmas. <laughs> So we we were just around the house, you know, cleaning out the garage, putting up the tree, hanging out. That's it. So nice. What'd you do, Chad? Well, my mom and I did Thanksgiving because we, because we were supposed to be in Kima on Thanksgiving. We yeah. did Thanksgiving on Wednesday. So mom, mom was actually planning to come to this show that got canceled today, <laughs> Ashford. Uh, but uh, yeah, so whatever. Yeah. 
uh, we had Turbo, and, and Turbo even brought a roadie with him today or yesterday. So we had uh, he sent us a picture from the car. He and the roadie all set and driving out. We're no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. They canceled it. So it's just, it's just so fucking annoying. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, more so because of the, the the new stuff that we've been throwing in. But that's a, again, it's not a you know, like I said, I'll take the rain anytime. I'm 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 moving out of Houston. Yeah. Um, I'm in the process of it right now. I'm in the middle of a, looks like Hiroshima in here. And uh, um, I, I'm very, very grateful for the rain because the the lake that I'm going to be living on now has been way, way, way down. And now the water's right back to where it should be. So I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, I just, I, I really hate missing uh Missing the show tonight. I'd, I've done some warming up, uh, some uh, songwriting, and some uh, some physical writing. You know, some song ideas and whatnot. And uh, um, so again, it's it, it's it, it's always crap to miss a gig. But it's, uh, it's, it's these last two hurt because we had we had uh, a, a lot a lot of you know new stuff to to throw in. Yeah. There, so. And it's just it had freaking bad luck of the draw. These both play both these places are are places that actually do get affected by bad weather. You know, we 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 used to play. I alluded to it earlier in our text conversation that we had a really long streak of of evading or or thwarting uh, rain forecasts uh, because when we would play at Fado, didn't matter how high the percentage chance was, you know, we, you know, in the worst case, we could always move inside there. So it was never like the show was going to get canceled, but frequently we would take our chances and just set up outside anyway. And it would like <laughs> most of the time it, we wouldn't see a drop of rain until we were finished playing. I'd say so, we had about a 97% success yes, rate. Right. Right. Well, we did, really did. We, 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 yeah. we, we tortured the, tortured yeah. the, 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 the weatherman. Yep. I think there was one time, we had to hustle to get the shit off the middle stage and into the inside stage. Oh, was I can the, remember at least three. Three? Really? Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That meant, yeah. Yeah. That, was, that um, was the main time I remember was when we went to see the Pogues. And we uh, yes. started raining right before we were about to leave to go see them. Yeah. We threw, literally just threw everything on, on the inside stage. And then when we came back, we had to untangle this big, wet, tangled mess. <laughs> so we started really late on that last set. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. That was the worst. That was the worst situation. Yeah, and the, and then the board died <laughs> very slowly. Yeah, that old that Mackie board. Yeah, I still have it. That was a Behringer, wasn't it? Oh, you do? Okay. I have. I, I had. I, I had two Mackies and one Behringer. The Behringer surprisingly lasted about a tenth of the the life of the Mackie, which was uh, uh, if uh, if you don't know Behringer, it, they are the Walmart of uh, of uh, rock and roll gear. They will not give you a five-minute warranty on their shit. Once you buy it, they go, okay, and they run away. <laughs> You're never to be seen again. Awful stuff. But, again, good in a pinch. Yeah. yeah. So, Heidi, Heidi, what have you been doing over there? You've been, you been playing it? Yeah, last week I was playing a lot. I had a bunch of last-minute, you know, things come up. A solo gig and a wedding. Those were all really last-minute. I played um, with the West Valley symphony, they were doing a Beethoven concert with a pianist concerto number three. That was a lot of work, but it was, it was really good. It was nice. Nice. Yeah. So it was good to do. And then I think a week before that, um, a last, another last minute call to play for Marie Osmond. (laughs) And I misread when I got the email, I misread it. I, I read it as, can you sub for, I don't know, a violinist for Marie Osmond. And I thought it was a violinist named Marie Osmond that I haven't met in Phoenix. And I just said, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then I looked again at the email a second time and went, wait, Marie (laughs) Osmond, like, play for Marie Osmond? And it was. It was a stage orchestra. Nice. Uh, Did you get to meet her? I did. She was so nice. So cool. Very sweet. did, Did she ask for my phone number? Yes, she did. But, oh, okay. you Thank know, God. I told her it's not a good idea. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Heidi, what's wrong with you? That's right. That's right. I haven't I haven't paid you in a while. Okay. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to take that. <laughs> Julie noted. It was actually, it was actually, it's actually Donnie and I that had the fling, but I don't want to talk oh. about that on, 
I love um, uh, I was this long-haired lover from Liverpool. Right, look, look it up, kids. Whoa. You'll understand later. Hey, Ben. Say hi. Hi. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> He's got it. You can't see it, but this is how into Christmas I get. Here, Ben, squeeze this way. He's like, what are you doing? He's got a little red and black oh, Christmas nice. collar. It's a black nice. collar. That's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. Christmas. <laughs> little Christmas dog. Yeah. Excellent. I've got my blackbird thong, my Christmas thong on right now. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm actually standing because it's so painful to sit. Because it's uh, it's actually made out of twine. Oh. Yeah. Not. Oh, I thought maybe tinsel, but you know, twine is worse. Well, t- yeah, t- tinsel's a little harder to clean, but I, 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 I don't wash it. I don't wash it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. There's a there's a nice uh, a nice segue to Christmas. Um, <laughs> what's what's the town like? The, the, does Phoenix go crazy? Christmas crazy? Yeah, there's you know they kind of take advantage of the fact that it doesn't snow, so that like everybody wants everything outside, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of it, it can look really pretty, but it it's freezing. I've done a couple outdoor gigs recently, and it's just like. Why are we outside? The desert with Christmas lights is a huge attraction for everyone that comes here from not here. <laughs> I, hey, I, I get it. I'll, 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 I'm really looking forward to January to getting out there and playing at Fibber McGee's and the Dubliner. And of course, Bisbee, Bisbee but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. I, I love the, I love the desert. I really do love the desert. I'm, uh, again, don't know if I'd live there, but just, I, I love the, yeah. I just, I love the scenery. I love the, I love the air. I love, I, especially in the winter. I love yeah. nighttime in the. Yeah, it is nice. We've had some really amazing sunsets just recently. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, this time of year is, is cool. Yeah. Literally, but it's also. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited that you guys are coming out here. A lot of people are excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, we've we've been we've been working really hard. We've been uh, we got the studio at my new place. I'll say semi, you know, workable. Um, by the time you get here next month, it'll be it'll be a lot more comfortable. Um, but uh, it's it's been great. You know, this it, it's it's fun to play in. It's fun to you know have a little bit you know there's no traffic outside there's no nobody around it's just it's nice yeah it is good good i can't wait to see it yeah yeah it's it, it's i'm very 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 pleased with it so um tomorrow um yeah tomorrow i'm making another trip up there with a bunch of stuff. i actually get to see both my kids tomorrow going up to uh um have dinner with with both my kids so i'm gonna really looking forward to that haven't seen haven't seen them since uh, august um, we haven't all been together since beginning of august wow. nice so, yeah that's good is that poster behind you is that from when we saw them or is that yes, from it a, is. is it oh yeah the great late justin towns earl forgot yeah. about that yeah and there's actually there's no um there's actually nothing i i i I had to go and grab a, a just like a makeshift desk and whatnot. I put that behind me just so we wouldn't be, uh, you know, <laughs> bored by beige. I just I haven't been. I haven't. I, oh. Everything. The place is just stuffed. I mean, the the front of the house is just stuffed with stuff ready to to to, to leave here. So, I think you just you just got the title for the episode there. Bored by beige. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. I, I I didn't know that you grabbed that while we were when when that happened. That's cool. Yeah, and actually, and initially we were talking about doing a, which I think we should do for the for uh, for next week. But we we were doing a, a, a Chad and I had been doing a dive into um, the Pogues. Uh, I I know you're a Pogues fan as well, Heidi. But we were talking about doing a uh, uh, basically just doing a run through of Rum Sodomy and the Lash. Um, some early Pogues stuff and kind of, you know, go through. I, I was I was amazed. I listened to it the other day. Um, uh, we 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 will have um, Chad's been putting together these little shorts on YouTube, and um, you know, putting them on most of our sites and whatnot. But uh, there's 
they're they're very interesting because it's a great you know sub 15 30 second clip of thing and that's clip with a p you perved um so we're we're posting them to just and do, do little announcements or teasers for Slappercast and on and on and on. But we were talking about doing this uh, Hogs dive because of the, not just the influence that they've had on, I think all of us, uh, Shane McGowan's had such a tremendous career in putting Irish folk music on the map, you know, with yeah. a, you know, with a little shot of, shot of adrenaline to it. And, uh, I've often joked that without Shane, I wouldn't have a career. Um, but we, uh, so we were going to talk about do you know just kind of go through the record and maybe suggest uh, songs and you know so especially to the to the untrained you know um, Irish folk listener or whatnot Irish rock listener even you know so many people have stolen from that guy. It's it was amazing when Flogging Molly first hit that big flash in the pan status. Uh, I'm not saying they are a flash. I'm just saying when they first, you know, you didn't know what the direction they were going to take, but it was quite uh, surprising. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever jumped into a, a, a tub full of ice, it was, it was that kind of, Oh, wow. You really are. You're going to take their songs and make your own that blatantly. That's a, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, beyond ripping it off. That's a, uh, <laughs> That's covering it. It's like the first two albums, our first two or three albums. We actually wound up doing one of their songs, which we still do occasionally because it is fun. The Seven Deadly Sins. That, what they would do, because a lot of the Pogue stuff is they would take traditional melodies and then Shane would twist it and write his own words to it and stuff. And that was created this whole genre. And uh, so... Foggy Molly said, well, it's a church. We'll do the same thing. But a lot of it just sounds almost exactly the same. Seven Deadly Sins yeah. is basically South Australia, uh, whatever that song is called. I forget which Pogues album that's on. But uh, that traditional sea shanty, it's the exact same melody. <laughs> that's one of the better ones he did. But there's uh, some other ones he did that were just like more more like blatant rape out, rip-offs of, uh, of Pogues rape, songs. You were going to say rape-off. I like yeah, that. Rape off, yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. So we ch- just so you know where Chad is on this Thanksgiving – we are listening to Pogues and he's doing a rape off. So like, I remember they had one that was like, it was like their version of Turkish song of the damned. And Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Had, and they, Donegal, had, they ripped off Donegal express. They ripped off. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, so, so right. many of them. And then, then the worst one that we heard was, uh, was last, uh, the week before. So two slapper casts ago. That's all I can. That's as good as I got, but we were, uh, we were out of Bannon's, and we thought we were listening to uh, a, this this awful awful song called "Drinking" by a band called um, So the Tossers, uh, the Tossers out of Chicago. And it wasn't; it was a Christmas song by Shane and uh, and uh, the, the Pokes. Pope. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas lullaby or whatever. And it was fucking terrible. I mean, the the the, the it, it wasn't so bad as the Pogues. But they they ripped off the worst part of that song and made a whole song about it. So they picked the worst part of the melody and yeah. said, "That's what we're gonna. That's gonna be the hook." Yeah, what, <laughs> one then, of Shane's Shane's laziest songs by far. Da 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 da. da. Like God, do think, the, think, I I don't understand it. You have to do the squeezing the toad voice for the for the. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there you go. Yeah, I think it would be out of my range. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. A little on the high end. But yeah, I, I was shocked to hear. I was like, "Wait a minute, that is Shane." Yeah. Well, the, and again, I had already shoved it. You know, it it it, it it's like that. Uh, it's like that. Uh, you know that, that 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 drunk chick in the bar that comes up. Hey, hey. You know, you just kind of just just keep doing just just I uh, just keep looking over here and they won't. Um, you just, you tried it, you know, but it was that thing. And then Chad comes over and goes, Hey, Hey, and I go, what? And he goes, that's, that's Shane. They go, no, it's not that. But uh, my ears refuse to tune back yeah. in to the song because it's so fucking bad. And then, and then, uh, then we like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. That is, you know, and it was, it was, a, it's just a, a, a well, I, I did the, uh, well, the Shazam thing just to make sure. And it said, you know, it told me what it was, but I didn't, I had never heard that before. 
I, I had yeah. heard it before, you know, then when you, and then, cause it all came back to, it all came back, uh, you know, like a bad case of herpes. It was just like, oh, so, so terrible. Um, uh, uh, Heidi, do you have any songs like that that you, that you just, uh, that are just blatant ripoffs that just drive you up the wall? I did. It seems like I heard something just the other day and I said that they ripped that off like from a pop song and, and but I couldn't name it. Oh, I know where I, I was doing some kind of a church um, gig and there was like a new song by, I don't know, some contemporary Christian artist, And I'm like, no way. But the clarinetist and I could not name the popular song that they took it from. Yeah. I, I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But I was like, oh, my gosh, that is exactly from that song. And it's, it made me so mad. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I know I get angry when I hear that shit. Do you know who does the best? I, 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 I doubt I'm wrong, but if, if speak up if you, if you know anybody that does. But I think the people that do that the best, that get away with it, is a band called, I've mentioned them before in this program, but a band called Steel Panther. And what they do is they take these old Bon Jovi and – uh, yes. but, but but yeah, and and they take these these hits of theirs and they turn them into these R-rated, you know, sleazy, poppy anthems, nearly, you know. But they're every single one of them's got a hook, and e- the lyrics are sometimes exceptional, sometimes you know, middle of the road, you know, to to fair. But most of the times they're just really, really, really good. Like um uh. Fat Girl is one that comes to mind, or they have another one that sounds just like, you know, the, the, the Love a Bad Name or whatever. They have one that yeah. sounds, but, but when, they, when they do it, they have real guitar tone and they have real swagger behind it. It's not that pop, you know, that bland, you know, soft shite. It, it's actually decent, you know, a well-delivered piece, I'll say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could anybody like that jump out of you? Jump out to any of you? Obviously the Weird Al and that kind of shit. I've never been a Weird Al fan, but I know his fans are huge fans of the parody. I don't like parodies, but I love, like I love what Steel Panther does, and I love I love what Shane does. Shane actually takes those melodies, but he turns them into something that might even be bigger. You wouldn't say it to a purist, but you know, right. as, a, as an Irish music fan... Mm-hmm. Shane turns them into a bigger piece, I think, you know, a, 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 a more poignant, you know. Well, uh, probably, probably uh, this, this it's kind of a funny example to think about uh, Thin Lizzy when they did Whiskey in the Jar was just, they were doing that as a joke yeah. in, the, in the studio and they were just making, kind of making fun of it in a way, but it wound up being a lot cooler than they mm-hmm. intended. Uh, so so much so. That, I mean, I don't. Th- I don't even think that that Phil bothered to track bass on it. He so didn't. He, didn't, yeah. he just played guitar. And, and actually, yeah. and, and, and and if you want to hear, if if you're a fan of that song, which to me is kind of shocking because people don't. Uh, to, to me, that song is way, way, way more popular than the song is good. If that makes any sense. So 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 that whole song as a whole gets way too much attention. It, 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 again, in my opinion, but if you want to hear the difference in the delivery of that song, there's a there's a absolutely a magnificent show on. You can see it on YouTube, but it's basically it's a it's a um, a concert for Phil Lynott in uh, in the RDS in Dublin, and uh, Gary Moore hosts it. But they bring Eric Bell, uh, the guitar player from Belfast. They bring him out to play Whiskey in the Jar. And I've heard that song way, way, way more times than any one human should ever have to listen to it. Um, I've heard it way, way, way too many times. But when you see Eric Bell play that song, uh, I think it's uh, a night night for Philo or um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll try to find it. But it's just it's magnificent. But watch and listen to how Eric Bell delivers that song. That is the difference between the way it should be versus you know, a copy of. Yeah. Oh, he was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've often talked about how I, my, my still my favorite guitar. So in the whole world is what he did on the, the full al- album version of the rocker. And what's funny about that is 
if you go and watch the footage of him playing live, he doesn't he doesn't play the solos on the record. He just he, that was something he did in the moment in the studio. But it's, it blows my mind just how perfectly crafted the whole thing is. It's like it's like almost a study in and good guitar solos. Yeah, because he he doesn't just do one trick. He 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 does one trick. He like one little kind of hook. He plays around with that. Then he moves to the next one. Then he moves to the next one. Then he then it just culminates in this huge crescendo at the end. It's just uh, fucking yeah. But brilliant. again, it, I, I, I I I I don't agree with the the, the trick part of it. To, to me, well, it's yeah, a, yeah. To, yeah. To me, it's a feel. And right. he he's one of those field players. He never plays the same thing twice. He he and uh, um, uh, God, I was just listening to him. Um, anyways, I just you know I, I love players like that. People that just play for the moment. That song yeah. was a moment in time that just never saw the light of day again. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I mean, my tricks is like uh, sort of motifs that he would go into, like da 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 da. He keeps moving that up by half steps till he gets up to a certain note, and then he just flies into this other section. Things like that. He was he would just kind of find a groove. Okay, I'm gonna stay here for a while. Staying here, moving it up, moving up. Or here's something else. Gonna do this for a while. Do this for a while. It's just it's just perfect. Anyway, yeah, I agree. So 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 Heidi, have you been playing? Who you been playing with the most out there when you're not doing the solo thing? There's a there's a band called Club Country. Their main band is Nine Ball. They're they're very very good. Um, and then when they add me, it's Club Country, and we do corporate events and weddings that are you know where they want a country theme kind of. But we end up doing rock and roll too. So I've had quite a few with them, and then a few with Daisy Train, which is another country country band here. Um, that's about, and then just random stuff, but yeah, that's who I've been playing with the most lately. Excellent. Excellent. And this is the busy time, right? Yeah, this is really busy. Yeah. It'll get, um, busier and busier through March, April-ish, and then it, then it kind of drops off. But yeah, January is busy. It seems like. November, October through February is probably the busiest. And March, sorry. Okay, I yeah. just keep changing my mind about the busy season, but it's busy right now. Yeah. Again, I'm still having a hard time re- remembering how the shit works. You know, uh, it's still, it's, nothing is back to normal. Um, right, I, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're still talking about, it, this has been another another um, list of um uh, this has been another number on the list of things to do for us and in the, in the, in the near future. One of the things I wanted to do was get a bunch of musicians on here and maybe even do a different, uh, it doesn't have to be a slapper cast, but maybe a different just offshoot of this. And, uh, but cause I would like to talk to some of these um, club owners and musicians, especially that are in our position that do our own booking and, uh, pretty much handle our own business and just daily affairs, blah, blah, blah. Um, because since the landscape is still so, uh, uh, it, it's still so uh, fluid, you know, coming out of the last, you know, year, it's still not, it's still not back. And I still see, I see more and more bands doubling up on bills and stuff like that to get people out because the, the, the attendance is way, way, way down. You know, you yeah. see stuff like the, the, you know, the, those, uh, those, uh, parasites at, um, Ticketmaster, you know, that, that $9,000 for a, a, a ticket to see Bruce Springsteen or people are on the God, you know, the Taylor Swift or whatever it is, you know, they're, yeah. they're begging for tickets and just creating such a landscape to where, Again, like, like they need it, but everything, all the all the attentions go into the top, and the middle and the lower tiers are just getting just pushed aside, and it it just you know it, it's uh you can up your game, which you should, and you can up your promotions, which you should, but you're still spinning your wheels because you do not hold a candle, and you cannot um you cannot keep up with this machine that's just a you know yeah. live nation and ticketmaster joining together to make sure that nothing rises yeah you, you know everything stays in the 
you know, and it's not going to change until people, anyway, so, sorry, off the soapbox, but that was the, <laughs> that was the direction I would, you know, wanted to do, uh, wanted to get with some of these musicians slash local promoters and see what's the, see what's, what, what can catch fire and what should catch fire and what should be burned. You know? Yeah, I still, yeah. Think yeah. That's, I still think that's a great idea. hope we can do that soon. I was just watching a video on YouTube recently about this, this guy. One of my favorite new channels I found recently of a musician dude named Michael Noland. Really, really cool dude. Uh, basically, he spent a whole video bitching at, at Bruce Springsteen for, for his insane ticket prices that he's promoting right now. As much as something like $6,000. Nine thousand is what I saw. Yeah, and even even for the nosebleed seats, it's like oh my god, they start at two fifty to sit up in the nosebleed. As much as six hundred dollars, I think, to sit in the nosebleed sections. Absolutely uh, obscene. I just ugh. Yeah, I mean, I I know Heidi charges that just for a private (laughs) lesson, but uh, but that's worth that's worth it. You know, that's worth it. But again, to, you know, and I saw, I didn't click on it, you know, it's, uh, but I did see the, the headline, you know, Springsteen defends, you know, the high ticket prices. I was going, nobody that sings yeah. about, about, you know, Allentown and, you know, Steel Belt, Rust Belt, the, you know, the. Yeah. That's, that's basically what this guy was saying in the video. Is he, he mentions that and he says like the, the Bruce's defense basically amounted to, well, other, everybody else is doing it, so that makes it a, makes it okay. <laughs> he did, did not give him a, did not cut him any slack at all. Nobody, n- n- nobody, but nobody puts that fucking show on. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you, you don't put that show on. You know, nine thousand dollars. That's probably that's that. Uh, I don't spend that on coffee in a month. Okay, maybe <laughs> close. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can't touch. Nobody can touch Bruce. But I mean, that's like that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, it makes me it makes me miss. Tom. I don't I don't know where Tom Petty. I'm pretty sure I knew where he stood on this ticket price he, thing. But he's dead though. Yeah, I know. It's like I kind of wish that he was still around. But I don't, I don't know what he would. I don't know if he would still walk that line or, or stand that ground. You know, because he. I, I, I bet he wouldn't back down. Was on, on, yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, he was he was uh, famous in the '80s anyway for for fighting against the rising prices of LPs well, back then. You know, I, I don't want to I don't want to fucking make that call, but it's Eddie Vedder's job now. And you know, Pearl yeah. Jam that that was the biggest noise, and they couldn't they couldn't uh, they couldn't fight against Ticketmaster. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something for the 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 classical musicians that barely make anything when they play a concert and the amount of work like I had forgotten how much work goes into playing for the symphony concert like my hand is still sore because I have not played like that in a couple of years after sitting out COVID and stuff but the training and the amount of work and the the talent that they have the skill that they have and the peanuts they make while somebody's charging $9,000 a ticket for one night. Like, it's sad. Classical musicians have got to be the worst paid musicians of of music. I mean, it has to be. I mean, maybe the New York Phil it does fine. But it's, it's really sad because it's a huge amount of time and talent. Yeah, I mean, but at, at least you get to wear what you want. You know, you don't have to pay for dry cleaning. You don't have to get your hair done. You don't, you know, right? <laughs> no, you do. You have to wear concert black, which okay, it's not that bad. I know. They don't have to look good. They, that's true. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's just it's it mind blowing. You know, because we we get to, you know, a few years back, Blackguards decided that we were going to put collars on the shirts. Sleeves haven't made it round to my side of the stage yet, but um, <laughs> but you know we, we decided that we would just take a step up in that department. You know, instead of the t-shirts and the you know would do that. You know, hell, I even put boots. But I mean, at the same time, that's still uh, my my stage wardrobe. Although the last few months have been the same, seems like the same four or five shirts I've been rolling. But I've got I've bought in the last couple of years maybe two 200 plus shirts and then the the sleeves just fall off i don't know what the fuck the problem is there but they maybe i spend more on that but you know they uh 
you know, and, and just that, you know, again, my, uh, the, the, the price of, you know, that stuff is not coming down. It's not getting, it's not getting cheaper and it's not getting, you know, the, the strings for guitars and the PA and the maintenance on this stuff. It's not getting any cheaper. And no. the bands are not, um, the bands are definitely, definitely not making any more. And the, the, the crowd size is not, is, is not picking up. You know, I, you know, we, we were, we were all betting that after the, the lockdown that things were going to be just, you know, uncontrollable. The crowds are going to be insatiable. Hasn't been the case. You know, we've seen, we've seen a little uptick for a little while, but then it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of back to where it was when it was okay. Yeah. 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 I I just, I I kind of wonder if people just got so comfortable staying at home. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I could just stay here and and watch Netflix or the latest live stream. Mm -hmm. Especially in Houston. When it, when it rains like this, nobody goes out because the, the, it's, yeah. that, that's, there's nothing new about that, but I, it seems like it's even worse now. Yeah. It's just people, yeah. people say, ah, I don't want to go out there because they don't have to. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange, it's a strange, well, you know, and again, I, I, I really, I feel for the, the classical players and, and also, you know, the, 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 the solo artists too, you know, that they have to, the, to, the solo artists are, 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 it, it, it's m- most difficult on them, I believe, because when the club can't afford a band, if they pay this much for the band, they're not going to pay that much for a solo guy. They're going to go like way, way, way below. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're going to try the bar tab. They're going to try the bar tab plus a pat on the back, bar tab <laughs> plus a pat on the back, and maybe some spam. You know, I don't like spam. Well, can I get spam and something? You know, you've got no fucking record as a solo you know and you know and then uh, it's it, 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 it's tough it's yeah. tough I think I'm whining <laughs> well I have to you know sometimes I just shake my head I go from a symphony rehearsal and that that amazing music and that high level of playing to singing backup vocals for play that funky music and I go what am I doing right and I get paid five times as much to sing really stupid lyrics and just stand there and, you know, and it's like, what am I doing? You know, it makes you think like this, I should be embarrassed, <laughs> but uh, you know, having more than yeah. one skill, being able to do it, it's a different skill. Like, like you were saying, like, you know, it's a different thing. Presence. Don't you think that, that it would be different though, if that was your full-time job, you know, playing that funky music, you know, <laughs> w- wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a I, different? I wouldn't know the difference. Do you mean like, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, in, if, if that was your full-time job playing in that band, having to play that stuff, that corporate bullshit, you know, that, that top 40. Yeah. I can't even say top 40. Cause I mean, it, it, it's an era, right? It's a seventies, eighties era. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so but if you were in that band all the time, you would be hanging from a rope, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would. I, I, I don't know. Are. It wouldn't last very long. I, I don't think I'd want to do it every night. But you know, there are some musicians that that do that very well. You have yeah. to give them, you know, some credit for delivering those songs really well. You know, and making yeah, it good, but. Yeah, I understand that. But I mean, like, if I saw that stuff on the set list night in and night out, I would definitely, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd start with me because, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm only 80 years old. I've got plenty of time. I, you know, but I mean, I, I just, I, I might burn down a church or something like that. <laughs> Marker. Small yeah. church. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Maybe a church's chicken. Start there. No, but um, <laughs> there's, there's so much, there's so much, um, there's such a huge market for eighties and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know what, what that, whatever that era is, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s dance or popular or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Fuck the, fuck the nineties. Sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> Kelly Navarro. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't take the fucking nineties shit. I just. Uh, you know, what's depressing about that now though, is I, I hear 
I forget where I was. I heard a baby hit me one more time. Come on somewhere. Britney Spears, one of her big first big hits. And as much as I despise that song, sorry, Kelly, the, (laughs) you compare that to the hits of today. Fucking awful. So it's like the, that's what I, as much as I would despise and was bored as you know, bored to death by the hits of the, of that decade at the time, they're better. They're <laughs> like loads miles better than anything that's out there right now. And they're yeah, in the top for 40. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> it's depressing. So, you know, that was before the onslaught of, of uh, auto tune and everything getting quantized to death. So yeah, there's that. And the fact I, I went to go see, um, Richard Thompson play a solo acoustic gig here in Houston one time many years ago. And he surprised us with this cover of baby hit me one more time by Britney Spears. Ugh. And he didn't tell us what it was. He, we, you know, as he went into it, it you know, the, the crowd started laughing as they realized what he was singing, but it took a while. Like it was like, as he got into the first chorus because he made it sound so much like his own thing, but what he was trying to prove is like, you know, songwriting is, is more than just production and, and uh, glitz and all the, the stuff that goes around the, the promotion of it or the production of it. He said that this, this songwriting and this song is actually pretty good, you know? And uh, I think we've, we've lost, we've lost our way <laughs> as a yeah. culture in recent decades. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway. well, my, my, my fucking mood's ruined <laughs> on that note should we should we kill some songs yeah yeah why not we're here <laughs> we're here might as well kill something you want to go first Chad yes I'm going to kill drinking in the day by the tossers drinking in the day <laughs> fucking cheat <laughs> it has to be done if, if I don't kill it now, when am I going to kill it? Come on. So yeah, fucking horrible, horrible song, which we already talked about. I'm going to resurrect a really weird song. I can't remember where I heard this. Uh, speaking, you gave me this idea, uh, Heidi, by talking about Marie Osmond. Uh, the Osmond brothers put out a song called Crazy Horses back in oh, 1972. I like that song. It's, That's a it's crazy insane. song. Yeah. It is. And it's it doesn't sound like crazy. anything that you would expect to hear from the Osmonds. No. It sounds more like, to me, it reminds me more of like the Scorpions, like from yeah. uh, from like uh, when they did Sales of Sharon, however that's pronounced, Charon, Sharon, which is also a crazy song, which is a wonderful song that everybody should listen to with some amazing guitar work uh, on it. But this this song is, is it's, it's, it's nuts. And, uh, but, it uh, is. Yeah. It's actually really good. It's been covered a lot too, for good reason. Um, anyway, it's got yeah. this weird oh, thing in it, which sounds, I think is a synthesizer or something, but it sounds like, it sounds like some weird Yoko Ono crazy. It's just insane. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I can't remember. I, 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 I learned about that song just recently. I can't remember if, if it was, did, did we see something about that Patrick in the van? Did we stumble across that? Or I can't remember. I think you guys that were was talking a, a about it in the van one time. Was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I have five sisters, and I remember three of them. The, the 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 oldest three were into Donnie and Marie, and you know they were into more Donnie and you know the brothers, but um, fucking slags. Um, but they uh, <laughs> they uh, but I, that's that was my first memory of that as a kid. Going, oh, that's pretty cool. That's that doesn't sound like that. You know that long haired lover from Liverpool bullshit. Yeah, you know, I finally got a pulse there. I know, and to, to have to have uh, what was essentially a boy band of the day mm-hmm. doing something like that, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. wait, can we can we go back to that now? Like, yeah. you know, can, can people just be weird and creative? They can't get away with that shit anymore. I don't know, <laughs> at least not in the top forty. It should be yeah. different. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to stop complaining about that now. All right, <laughs> who's next? I'll go next. I'm going to kill uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. <laughs> I hate that song. It's so lame. <laughs> it's the same. And we, yeah. yeah, you you noted a long time ago it has the same chord progression as uh, as Wonderwall. Well, yeah, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Wank. Wank. Yeah. Wonder Wank, yeah. <laughs> and you would you would sometimes 
back when we still would throw that song out to, to annoy people, you would throw a few few words from that song in there as well, as I recall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I, I did the intro to both, switch them up. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. A, that's a good one to kill. And then, the, I, it doesn't even need resurrecting, but um, I've been watching all this new you know, stuff on Dolly Parton and all the recognition she's getting. I love Dolly Parton and I love Dolly Parton songs. Like, I Will Always Love You, I think is, I know, probably overdone by many people, but I love that song. And Why'd You Come In Here Dressed Like That? I love that song. Oh, good, good song. But I'm going to, I, I came across one I had not heard before recently. Um, that she wrote when she was 18 and they wouldn't let her record it at first because it was controversial at the time. And it's, um, I think it's called down from Dover. It's the one about the young girl that gets pregnant and the the guy kind of takes off that story, but it's called down from Dover. And it is a really powerful heartfelt song. And she, she does, of course she does it so well, but it's really, I had never heard it, and I just came across it. I'm going to check that out. That sounds yeah. good. It is a really good, yeah. And it's interesting. It's not. It doesn't sound like most of her other stuff at all. So it's cool. That's my Very song. Cool. That's my pick. Yeah, I like. It. I was. I was. I always wanted to cover "Dumb Blonde." I, I thought that was a great. Uh, and, and of course, the the the. The why did you come in here looking like that? I think that's a great. That's such a hook, such a great I dolly love hook. That. Yeah, I um, love that. Yeah, it, it, she loses me on a lot of the gospel shit, um, and uh, but again, she's she's another one. She's she's like the Van Morrison of uh, of singers that can just put something out there and sing like eating biscuits and gravy and country ham and, you know, <laughs> just this awful fucking lyrics, but her delivery and the, the, the power and what she holds in those lungs. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, she can, she can basically sell you anything. She's, I, 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 I big, big Dolly fan. Um, so I've been moving and this, here, here comes the excuses, but I've been moving and, uh, basically demolishing the house that I've been, uh, you know, gutting the house that I've been in since 95, 1995. Uh, I think it was 95. And uh, so what I do is I put on these, these long videos, you know, just, that's just music. It's just got all this, you know, just, just the compilation things. Or whatever. So you put it on YouTube and it blasted through the stereo. So there's music playing all the time. Well, one of the videos that I had had on, which was a Rammstein concert, which is again unbelievable stuff. The song that, or excuse me, the, the band that came on after that was this Iron Maiden show, and it was this handheld camcorder concert from the '90s. Again, it was the the year I saw them in a small club in North Houston, and it had the aforementioned Blaze Bailey on vocals. We, we we've talked about many times. And he's doing these old Bruce Dickinson numbers. And so, again, if you're not familiar, you know, you know, maybe go outside and, you know, smoke some weed or do whatever you do. But if you're if you're if you've ever listened to any Iron Maiden, it really is. It's the difference between having Pavarotti or the Cookie Monster sing, take turns singing the same song. And, you know, whether it's the theme song to Sesame Street or whether it's. Charlotte O'Hara or, or, or uh, you know, Hallowed Be Thy Name or any of these, you just can't put somebody with outrange in those shoes. You can't do it. And uh, so he did, they, they did a, a Chad's favorite. They did Heaven Can Wait. And they did, they seem to do all these, all these B, you know, these B-list selections from Iron Maiden because they weren't doing, they weren't doing the tip, the, the usual stuff. It was like they were they were trying to pick a new direction so they could uh, forge that road with this new singer, not knowing that Bruce was going to come back, you know, a couple of years later. But these songs that I was listening to, I was just, it's torturous because they'd be flat and he's trying his best and he's not a bad singer. But again, it's like me singing Dolly Parton. It's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to be pretty. So, I wouldn't watch an interview with, with Blaze after we talked about him. That was a few shows ago. And uh, 
I like him. I like the guy. And I felt, yeah, maybe you said on that show that you felt bad for him that time you went to go see them, that he was just getting such a poor reception from the audience. Cause they're, they're, nobody, <laughs> nobody, yeah, looked, nobody had any interest in him. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have great stage presence. Again, I shouldn't, you know, knock anybody for that, but he stood in one area and it was usually to the back. And so he, I think they, I think this video was shot after I had seen him in Houston and and in this video in particular, he just stood in the back and he looked like one of those those plastic toys that would just do this and this. <laughs> so like a like a like a masturbating ape or something. It was it was just ah, 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 and it, there was no no swagger, no confidence, no. Mm. But, but when he sang and when he was in his range, he was fine. But then he would he would move to the back and then again do these horrible uh, 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 you know like again like our friend at the top of the empire state building you know with the woman what's his name king king carl you know <laughs> those kind of moves i was like what, what, what are you doing has anyone you know to that stop so anyway yeah but I'm, I'm curious to go in here because he's been he's been very busy he never stopped and after he left after he left maiden on 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 good terms i mean he was fired they let him go but you know they they're still friends and so forth he still hangs out or see, sees them occasionally but uh they he went off and did a solo career and he's been with some other bands too i think but he's been he's put out he's been very prolific he's put out a ton of shit so yeah, I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for that guy you know he just stuck with it even after that no he, he was still, and, and he was he's he got this over his shoulder you know yeah he, Sorry, he, he had it going he had uh, you know a whole career going before maiden and he just picked it picked up after so there was no there was, you know, you know, that's a, that's definitely not a, a dip in your career. That's a huge moment. And, yeah. uh, uh, I, I know Ben, I know for a fact, Ben is a huge Blaze Bailey fan. I can tell because this is, this is the only, <laughs> it's the only time I get to talk. Hey Ben. But he, he addresses that in the interview. Like he says, because the, the, the interview was, the interview was pretty cool. The guy talked about a lot of stuff besides Maiden, but he does, he does get into it at one point. He says, I have to get into this at some point. He goes, and Blaze is like, Oh, I know they hate me. Like, I don't know them. They don't know me. Ha ha. <laughs> he's very, <laughs> he's, he's long learned how to live with it. You know, it's like, he can't, that, well, that, that part of his I, legacy is never going away. Again, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I can't even pick the songs that I want to kill. I just, I, that, that whole episode with him, their songwriting suffered, his career suffered only that it, he just didn't, he wasn't even able to, it seemed to me that he couldn't contribute. Again, you're talking to somebody. Yeah. This is my, this is where I cut my teeth. Yeah. On, you know, you know, or, or I should say formed my taste, you know, on, on music was through this band. So you can't bring anyway. So that was the, that was the thing. And then to shine a light, you know, we were talking about the, uh, the Pogues and listening to sick bed of Kukulin by the Pogues and that song and the amount of song talk about lit, ideas lifted and ideas borrowed and begged and stolen and, you know, Everything, everything about that song is what I love about a Shane McGowan masterpiece, which the Sick Bed of Cucullin is a masterpiece in that it's got your traditional Irish intro, it's got your punk rock slash jump up and down, you know, middle section. It's lyrically, it's fucking phenomenal. And the delivery in which the Pogues gave that, the, excuse me, the attention and the, uh, did Elvis Costello produce that record? I was trying to remember that. I don't, I can't remember if it was that one. I he think he did. Yeah. Um, I think, I think he did that one. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure, but I'm just saying the attention right. that that band, that that band gave that song and the power in which they delivered that song, uh, that and Sally McLennan may be in the top, five of my Pogues, not Shane McGowan, but my f- top five Pogues numbers only because of the, 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 the way that song was delivered. I, I, I just, it, it, it takes my, it still takes my breath away today. And I remember the first time I heard it, my friend, Stephen McGuinness in Ballybrack, County Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> oh, I can't think of the year. Damn it. I was going to be so, I was, uh, uh, 80, Anyway, anyway, just, uh, it doesn't matter. I remember, 
Yeah, I remember the the record player. I remember listening to that song and just when you piss it when he counts that song in vocally and that song takes off. I was like, that's it, goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, all over it. And then Blaze Bailey. Ah! So, <laughs> uh, I, I was just listening to that song a few a few minutes before we started recording. Actually, obviously, we cover the song. Blackers have covered that song for many years. But uh, I hadn't listened to the original in a while, and I'd, it's so funny to listen to that now. I mean, compared to stuff that Shane recorded later, how much more uh, clear his voice was back then <laughs> that he actually enunciated. It's it's weird. He almost sounds like a different person compared to what he sounded like later. Um, but and, and then also to what you were saying too about when you that that thing all, all the Shane imitators out that out there do that and this is this song is a good example of that that one uh, affectation of his where he would start off a line when you go you know that it's 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 like so Shane from start to finish and like they said the lyrics the lyrics are absolutely just gorgeous uh, this weird surreal like. Uh, like vignettes of things that he moves from one thing to the next. And it's like, you're in this kind of fever dream of Irish culture and history. It's and all, all his best lyrics are like that. So streams of whiskey and old man drag. And, and it's just amazing stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, Heidi, you're a, you're a Pogues fan too. I take it. Yeah. I like the Pogues. Do you have, do you have a favorite? I like I, rainy night in Soho for good some reason. song. Good I like song. that one a lot. It's also yeah. on this album. You don't hear yeah. that every everywhere, but I like that one. We covered that song too. We actually, oh, yeah. We, yeah, we can still play that if, yeah, if you ever want to play it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Ba 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 ba. Gonna write yeah. that down. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I love that song. We used to do that for the uh, for the Carmichael family. Is that right? Yes. Very good. Um, that was their. Yeah. That was their. Uh, that was their wedding dance or their yeah oh, they would yeah. get up and slow dance to it yeah cool yeah, yeah. that one and I, I i want to uh, i want to plug something here real quick we have the uh chad how's your other podcast going chad is chad is double good. caster now good yeah we, we're off this week so uh, brendan who his other gig is he's part of this radio theater show they have a monthly gig so the last week of every month he's too busy to record <laughs> So it was Thanksgiving week anyway, so we just ask her. We'll just pick it up again next week. So, but uh, yeah, it's been great fun. And Heidi, what, what about your lessons? Are they? Uh, are they? They're they're good. They're getting intense. I've got a couple preparing for their um, college auditions, and that that starts becoming due next week. Like I think the Rice University auditions are due next week, like first round. Yeah, and then. Then they've got in January here the regional competition that they do for high school. So it's getting busy. So between holidays and, you know, the timing of everything gets trickier, you know. Yeah. And then finals week will come up and they'll freak out about that. And so it's getting getting good. So are you accepting online students or do you just do? I do. But nobody wants that anymore if they can avoid it. It's, you know. It's dwindling because everyone got so tired of it. Yeah, even the, sure. even the people in Houston that might want a a, a, a Phoenix lesson. I'll take them. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think it still works. But okay, yeah. okay, um, and 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 uh, we'll put your put your website on there. I I, I ask because we've had a couple of. Uh, I, I know that we have you coming in in December. I'm very, 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 very excited about that, which is not my nature, but I'm very, very excited about that. And we got to play for some of the people in Conroe that you're going to meet, and they were over the moon to hear that you're coming in. Um, uh, Our friend Larry, that's seen 50, five zero shows in the last, uh, we've only played 40, but he's seen 50 of them. Figure that out. He uh, he He is beside himself. Can't wait to come. I mean, everybody, everybody we've talked to, and we got to talk to a bunch of them in uh, at Molly McGuire's at their 36th uh, anniversary. Saw that. And, yeah. yeah, so they're really excited about it. And then uh, we're doing a private show in Austin, which you'll meet a bunch of our aforementioned Fado pals. 
and there. So, and then cool. before that, you know, you'll get to see the studio and, and the new place and whatnot. So very cool. excited about having you come in. That's going to be a great week. Me too. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's been too long. Yeah, I know. And the good yeah. news is none of these places can be rained out. <laughs> That's right. Good. good news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the Conroe show, I think it's their 25th or 26th anniversary. It's another yeah. one of those. Fucking babies. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so like I was telling you that, you know, we're, 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 we're sending our very best to, uh, to Doug Stanhope and bingo. And, uh, hopefully that they are, uh, hopefully that they're enjoying their time in the hotel and being waited on hand and foot. And then when they get back to Bisbee, they get back to their homestead, we're going to get them on the show. And, uh, so, uh, I, uh, we're going to say again that, um, Doug will be in Las Vegas on New Year's Eve, um, maybe our good, our, our old pal Chad here, uh, prodigious Smalley, will put the uh, the link in the thing for yeah. our, for our friend Doug, and um, yeah, just you know, get let's get let, let's get this uh, let's get this this going. I, I will also link to Doug as he's standing outside his compound as it's being you know uh, tended to by the fire department, singing. Burning down the house by Talking Heads and doing a very good David Byrne impersonation <laughs> for somebody who 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 hilariously claims to know nothing about music. He he actually knew the, knew the lyrics of that song, so that was uh, my hat is off to you, sir. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, I guess we we should we should wrap it up. Give you some time to enjoy these Phoenix evenings, Heidi and. <laughs> So we'll put Heidi's information on there. And anybody want you, if you want, the reason why I said that, uh, Heidi, sorry, is because I was talking to some friends of ours in, uh, at Molly McGuire's about your, um, about, about lessons. So oh, that wasn't, cool. that wasn't just out of the blue. That was a real thing. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think she does. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, but, I do. Yeah. Good, good, good. Cool. And, and then, uh, yeah, everybody should come come meet her at, at Molly's and Conroe, or if you're luckily enough lucky enough to be on the list in Austin, um, you know, come see us there. Yeah, uh, private party, unfortunately, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. Very cool. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks for jumping in at such short notice. Sure. Yeah. 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 And thank you, Bye. Houston Rain, for for giving us. <laughs> It's a rare opportunity. Right. Yeah, wonderful. Um, just and it's a big, big, big thank you to our Patreon friends and our uh, all their all our uh, all our crew that have been out to uh, to see us. We are going to have uh, some new stuff coming up soon, and I promise you this: if you mark your calendars for uh, December, uh, Molly McGuire, excuse me, Molly's in Conroe uh, on December the sixth. Uh, what? Oh, oh, the 10th. 10th, 10th, 10th. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, ninth in Austin, 10th. And um, I promise you, I promise you, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have uh, some new shit that you haven't heard. And uh, we're going to uh, get you, uh, get you caught up with, uh, with, with young Heidi here. She's coming in for a very, very short time and uh, lovely for you to come meet her. So, and it's not that yeah. far out of Houston. Remember, if you drive fast, you get there quicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what is it? Like 40 minutes, 40, 50, I don't know. It's about the same distance as Galveston, right? Just driving the other way. The other way. That's a little bit closer, yeah. And it's a lot, more to, see, lot more to see in Conroe. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, there's a Whataburger there, right right next door to the pub, so hey. Yeah. At least, at least there was last time we were there. Oh, there is. Trust me. I, I, I went through when I was bringing my, my brother up to my new place, and we stopped in, and I'd been telling him, I said, oh, yeah, we're going to be playing there in a couple... And uh, we're driving through the water, and the ladies in there were saying, "Oh, nice van!" And I say, "Yeah, you want to come back there or cut that part?" And uh, <laughs> they, uh, uh, Andrew goes, "Yeah, it's gonna be playing there." And they were, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, it's still there. The uh, I just remember this too. Like uh, back in the original lineup, we played at Conroe pretty frequently, and actually, they're one of the biggest. One of the first times we had local press, we were in the Chronicle. They sent uh, a photojournalist out there to take photos of us playing, and I have that. My mother dug this this uh, edition of the Chronicle out 
So I, I may I may put a link to that. If I can find that article online, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. Good old Molly's Conroe. A lot of history there. Cool. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, you all have been wonderful. Thanks for checking in. And uh, next week we've got, uh, well, hopefully we'll get our, our, our other guest here on the line here pretty soon. And uh, and then also I just, last, 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 last thing is the Continental Club on New Year's, or, or excuse me, Christmas Eve Eve, so December 30th. I don't, New, no, Year's no, Eve, Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Fuck, man. Yeah. I just, <laughs> ah, Yes. The New Year's Eve Eve show is uh, is going to be very special, and uh, I'm waiting on a on a, a confirmation. When I get the confirmation, we will uh, list what it is. But uh, there's going to be a continental show. It will be an adult show. The the the, the toy drive, not so much. But the yes. the the New Year's Eve Eve show will be an adult show, and X X Xmas, if you will. Um, but a very special guest, and if that happens. A lot of people are going to be very, very excited. So mm-hmm. tune in for that. We are we're very, we're very happy, but mostly about getting Heidi back on this side of the world, so we can uh, we, we she she uh, she uh, decided she was going to come out here because she doesn't want us coming in to her neck of the woods. She doesn't want us to be rusty. And, well, I don't uh, want to be rusty. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that, but. Anyway, we love having you. Yeah. Thank you again, and um, you know we're 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 eternally grateful. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you've liked this program, click like if you don't mind, and subscribe because you know you're going to catch a whole lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you do, and if you don't, you won't. <laughs> That's pretty profound. That sounds like a Shane McGowan lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. I'm going to hit stop. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thanks. See ya. (laughs)